Center Talk and Text Line 608-785-7914, You can also get in touch with us via Facebook or Twitter or send me an email, Mitch at WisdomNews.com. But the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line is 608-785-7914. If you're not listening or can't listen or at some point realize that you can't listen on the radio, we are streaming live right now at wisdomnews.com. Also, by the way, really a good way to stay in touch with what has happened perhaps overnight during an election cycle is to sign up to be a Wisdom Insider at our website at wisdomnews.com. You just get all of the latest headlines delivered to your email inbox every day by being a Wisdom Insider. Wisdom Insider, that service brought to you by Wafer. Again, the Better Hearing Center talk at text line 608 608- Seven eight five seven nine one four. Just going through a couple of interesting things about uh, the elections yesterday, including some of the results of just a few different things. We talked about the uh, marijuana referendums around the state. I can't imagine that, uh, as I was saying earlier, I can't imagine that lawmakers look at the result. Fully half of the voting population cast ballots on some form of legalization of marijuana, and the results were absolutely overwhelming. I mean, uh, I think the highest was in Kenosha County. That was for a medicinal referendum a measure, and it was 88.5% said yes. It just, it's just stunning numbers, these numbers. And I, and I accurately predicted the La Crosse County uh, results, 64 to 36% uh, went uh, overwhelmingly in favor of legalization of recreational marijuana. 64% overwhelmingly in favor of recreational marijuana. And for those of you who are like, oh, it's just the Democrats. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, Tony Evers uh, carried the county, uh, I think he got 56% of the vote. So some of you Republicans out there are voting for the ganja. Uh, we did have a someone on the Better Hearing Center talk text line said the county website kept going down last night. That was during the... Uh, <clears throat> As we were looking at voting election totals, yeah, I noticed that. And my thought on that was that the entire planet was trying to figure out what the hell was going on in La Crosse County because it was the last county that was reporting election uh, election results in the state of Wisconsin. So everybody was waiting to find out what was going to happen with Tony Walker, and it looked like La Crosse County was the problem. Turned out not, not the case at all. But it was somewhat frustrating that every other county in the state of Wisconsin had reported vote totals except for La Crosse County. All right, 608-785-7914 is a better hearing center. Talk, text line, call in, text in. Either way, you get in here. Uh, I, it, blustery tonight, I was noticing on the motor scooter, and uh, getting colder too, down to 24 tonight. And a high of 37 tomorrow, but the sun comes out. And then a possibility of snow. Yes, snow. Thursday, Friday, Friday night, Saturday night, even Sunday. Possibility of of some snow on all of those days. How about that? Right now, 34 degrees. On the Crosstalk PM, more to come. Stick around. The Crosstalk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. It's the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com or Mitch at WisdomNews.com. Either way, it gets there. Uh, all opportunities for you to give us feedback all the time, all the time. If you find that you are somehow drifting out of our radio signal, just remember that you can uh, find us at WisdomNews.com streaming as well. A couple of questions coming in from listeners in relation to uh, some of the votes from uh, last night. 
uh, in La Crosse County, the advisory referendums in relation to road funding. This listener asked if all the tax options come, if all the tax options come to a different amount per person, how does the total still come to $5 million for each option? Hmm. Wow. Uh, is that, is, was it going to be $5 million per each option? I thought one was like $6 million or something. Huh? Was it something like one was the, uh, the Pratt estimated 6.6. Yeah, right. Pratt. Yeah. That's the one that everybody wanted, right? I mean, the sales tax. What is that? 1%? 1% sales tax? One. Um, yeah. No. Half percent. Half percent. Half percent. Or one. What? No. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't remember so now. sales tax is what? Five and a half percent? Half percent. Half percent. But it's five and a half right now? Yeah. So it just jumped to six? Six, yeah. If you go to Rochester, there's no sales tax on closer shoes. Mm, yeah. Wow. Mm, opportunity there. If you want to order stuff and then have it shipped to my house. Yeah. Although I think oh, your billing address has to be. Yeah, it's got to be. The, yeah, it's got to be. It's not going to work. Huh. Yeah, I don't, I still don't get it. I don't get that. I don't get why people agreed to that. I think that it's part, as we mentioned, and we, we've talked about this Pratt tax multiple times, but, uh, you know, most people, when they go to the, well, first of all, when you go to the polls, most folks aren't looking, they're not really paying attention. They're, you know, they, they're not, first of all, the most folks are not educating themselves on what it is that they're voting on. So whether it be a wheel tax or a Pratt tax or uh, additional uh, borrowing for road, uh, Whatever the hell, whatever it is, I think most people who go to the polls are not really paying attention. Libertarian guy said this yesterday. He said that he would, if you are, if you have to be coerced to go to the polls, you shouldn't be voting anyway because you're not informed. Uh, So a lot of people who, I don't know about being coerced, but certainly the folks, uh, many people who showed up at the polls yesterday to cast ballots, as you can, I think, infer from the turnout numbers, probably were energized by someone who said, hey, let's go do this. Let's go run through the wall. And so they showed up to vote. And they probably showed up to vote because of the top of the ticket, as is usually the case. They showed up to vote, and they're thinking, I'm going to cast my vote for fill-in-the-blank. Scott Walker, Tony Evers, Tammy Baldwin, Leah Vukmer, one of them, right? I'm going to fill them. I'm going to cast my vote. And then they get down to the bottom of the ballot. Like, oh, no, what's all this? What's all this business? How is there? What? Do what's a hmm? And uh, to the to the extent that there was some differentiation between any of those advisory referendums in the county of Lacrosse means that someone is actually paying attention to the wording. But for some reason, found the Pratt tax to be the one that was the least offensive. No, and I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just it's it is. You obviously go through those and go well on that one, not that one. I guess the problem. I think the Pratt tax probably. Because there's a choice there, right? At the end of the day, when you are asked about paying taxes, you want to make a choice. If you can make a choice, so you don't have a choice in property taxes, you don't have a choice in uh, wheel taxes because you got to pay that for your car, unless you don't have a car. And then you're good. Then you're solid. Then, you, then you're gold. But if you could have a choice in paying taxes, like say in a Pratt tax, hell, I'll take that option, right? Unfortunately, you don't realize how much that impacts you overall. But if you're not a big consumer, maybe that makes all the sense in the world. So the Pratt tax, I guess that the the thing is that's the hardest one for that's the only one that Rick that's the only one that won right I mean it's the only one that got overwhelming. No, two. There's two of them. Oh, what was the other one? Um, just give us money. Oh, just, give give well five million. Oh no, that's the one that's just like should we spend the fuck? No, right. but that one was one of the questions, right? The first one is should we the, should we spend more money? Yeah, 
Okay, the should we spend more money one that was gonna that was gonna pass no matter what. That's gonna pass because right. the right. secret stash of money you guys yeah, have because that's the secret stash of money right. Okay, okay, I got. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to the phone. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. What do we got, Joe? Let's go to Joe. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Well, I think the I think it was pretty rude to think that voters weren't paying attention to those referendum questions because it's been such a hot topic here with the roads. So I think people were eagle-eyeing that whole section. And I think everybody thought that the Pratt tax was a lot better idea. Let's start getting some money back on uh, these hotels and everything that we've put up here in the last few years instead of just giving them money uh, for some t- You know, like, should we raise taxes to, to fix the roads? No, you should use the money that you already have. And if you've already sunk that in, you know, however it works for all these hotels and everything, then let's start getting some money back out of them. Mm-hmm. I think that was the deal. I think it's rude to think that people didn't know and they're just like lolly dollars through the thing. I think people exactly picked the Pratt tax because, A, if we give them money and raise taxes, they're not going to use that money for the roads. They've already got ideas in their head about what they need to fund, and that's where they're going to try to funnel that money too. So let's make the money off the investments and the hotels and everything that we, the tourism around here. Let's start seeing some uh, return on that. Yeah, but that's not what this, this, that's not, the, the Pratt tax is just a, a, it's just a sales tax. It's for everybody. It's not for just, for people. It's not for tourists. No, no, it's it's a sales tax on all kinds of stuff. It's a, if you buy a greeting card, it's a new sales tax on that. If you go to a a bookstore or a or a, you know if you buy shoes or clothes or really almost virtually so anything, the, uh, they tax the stuff that you buy from businesses around here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. It would be on almost everything. I think, and I can't remember the exemptions, but there's very few of them. It, it's yeah, but that's still safer than giving them a specific amount of money to fix the roads that they can funnel into something else. Or is this well? I, I mean, I, well? I would you know, and, and I, yeah, there are some there are some restrictions on what they can use the Pratt tax for as well. But right. to so to let's lock those dollars into something right, instead right. of just uh, giving them a blank check, basically, they're going to say they're going to use it for one thing and then use it for another, right? At the same time, though, I mean, you we have to remember, and this is uh, brought up, I think was brought up when the city was looking at a wheel tax as well. At the same time, Joe, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. You have to remember that it, those funds aren't fungible necessarily, but if you have an additional $6 million that's coming in to fund roads for, the, for your county, that means perhaps you can not potentially invest some of that money that you were also already going to invest in those roads. I mean, that's just the, that's just the reality. I'm just curious. It's curious to me that that's, that's the tax that people chose. The Pratt tax, the sales tax. I get it. I understand why. I'm just, I think I understand why, I guess. Yes, Rick. I have that, like uh, the the Pratt tax example list that that we just have on some of our stories. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a ton of stuff. Dairy store product, dairy stores, uh, retail bakeries, gasoline service stations, uh, eating places. 
drinking places. <laughs> All those drinking and eating so, places. And drinking places. Establishments primarily engage in the retail sale of alcoholic drinks, such as beer, ale, wine, and liquor for consumption on the premises. Drinking. Drug stores, propriety stores, yep. liquor stores, yep. sporting goods stores, oh, bicycle was, shops. Yep. Bike shops. Mm. That's everybody. People, that's everybody. I mean, it's not they all things. I think appliances are exempt or something. The list should be what is exempt. Yeah, Because right. it'd be like four things. It'd be 12 things. Maybe maybe 12. I'm going to go 12. Maybe four. All right. What, Mike, let's go to Mike. Mike, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. I think the last caller um, exhibited exactly why people voted for Pratt, because they thought it was going to be tourists and not them. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. I mean, well, that's how that's, it was sold. That's, that's how it was. That's how it was sold originally. That's how it was talked about. It has been talked about in the last two years. It's been talked about. In fact, the local media, and uh, to a certain extent, before we figured it out, I think we did the same thing. We were calling it a tourism tax. Yeah, but it's obviously not, anything but not that, that right? <laughs> not that at all. So people, that's what happens when people aren't informed. They're like, well. Yeah, we'll go for that. Tax yeah. everybody else. Oh, yeah. wait, that's us? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? I know that. Wait a that's not going to work. I don't like that at all. I feel, I feel, I feel dumb now. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, part of it, look, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Part of it was how it was presented. And then at some point, there was that realization that, wait, this is not what this is at all. And then you started to realize exactly what a Pratt tax was. And it wasn't about tourism. It was just a sales tax. It's just another half percent sales tax. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk, PFNWIZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line available to you if you'd like to call in and weigh in or text in. Either way, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608 785 Seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Feel free to give me feedback anytime, however, on Twitter or Facebook or send me an email, Mitch at wisdomnews.com. Talking about elections yesterday, I freely admit that I incorrectly forecasted the governor's race in Wisconsin. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, I think my bias uh, was in experience of Scott Walker never losing an election. And for some reason, I'm just thinking, well, that's going to keep going, man. <laughs> that guy can't be beat. Uh, knew it was going to be close. And I think that what we uh, what I predicted was, uh, you know, I, he, he would win. The vote total would be within 50,000 votes. I just, I, I had the wrong guy winning, apparently. And Scott Walker conceded that race today. Not sure what Attorney General Brad Schimmel's going to do. I don't know what that's, what that's going to uh, do. He did... He released a statement last night. Uh, he also uh, apparently lost uh, the race to uh, Democrat Josh Call, and that's actually pretty significant. There are some significant policy initiatives that come into play via the Attorney General's office in Madison. So having somebody else in that office, well, it's, that's not nothing. However, uh, Brad Schimmel not entirely certain he's given up the fight yet. At least that was the last that we heard. We'll see if he's changed his tune at all. Uh, he was waiting to, you know, wants to wants to make sure the canvassing is right, wants to make sure that all the military ballots are counted, wants to make sure that um, there aren't any wacky shenanigans going on in the city of Milwaukee with those absentee ballots that suddenly appeared last night, um, 47,000 of them, and they didn't suddenly appear. They were there the whole time. It's just that 
in Milwaukee, just like in many other parts of the state of Wisconsin, and many other places in the United States, as a matter of fact, turnout was pretty significant. And in, we don't. there's no early voting in Wisconsin. The absentee ballots have to be fed into the machines, or however they're tabulated. They have to be, that has to be done the day of voting. And if you don't have time to do them during the day, then you've got to do them after the polls have closed. And that's exactly what happened. So... It seemed a little unusual at one twenty in the morning that the, suddenly we got news that there was 47,000 absentee ballots that still needed to be counted in Milwaukee. But, you know, not not extraordinarily bizarre considering what sort of uh, turnout we were looking at. Same with La Crosse County. I was among those that was scratching my head over why it was taking La Crosse County so long to uh, tabulate and report votes and all that kind of thing. It turned out there was nothing... Nothing sinister at play, just a lot of people voting. A lot of people voting. I, and that was also a surprise. I didn't, I was not, I did not think there was going to be the type of turnout that we saw. We kept hearing about turnout, uh, turnout, everybody's going to get out there, man, get them to turn out. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be quite as much as we saw yesterday. And, and, and especially in La Crosse County, it was one of the biggest. In terms of percentages, there was eighty-five. Was eighty-five percent turnout across the county? That's insane. That is such a that's a, such a high percentage. Is eighty-five? I think it was eighty-five percent. You know, most most places around the state of Wisconsin were six, sixty something, sixty something percent. So that was a little surprising. Uh, yeah, I, I know that. And, and there, you know, the funny thing is, is going to be that you're bound to have those um, uh, those people who look at whatever happened and you know find some sort of that's that's got to be proof for fraud or something. Uh, let's see. I, I was mentioning the Pratt tax, and this was uh, for those of you in, in voting in La Crosse County yesterday. You noticed that the, the, the four or the three, uh, well, voting before this election, the, the three options that you were given for taxing. It's just another sales tax, was um, something that I had uh, just said an, an, a little while ago about Pratt. Um, Lister takes a list, uh, uh, says that that's, that's one spin. However, you would have to assume that the people. Filling the new hotels do not shop, eat, drink here. That's a foolish assumption. Well, I tell you what, I I would agree with that. It's just that it's everybody else does that too. So it's it's not a tourism tax. Again, it is a sales tax, and I think it only doesn't apply to durable goods. I think durable goods are exempt from sales taxes. So cars and appliances and airplanes and boats. <laughs> I, think, I think that's it. I think it's it. I don't think. Uh, Car parts, maybe? Maybe. Uh, let's see. This is what we get when we want a tourist town instead of a manufacturing town. Yeah, I don't know. No. Nah, I'm not going there. Yeah, I, I know. We keep talking about how manufacturing's coming back and all that kind of stuff. I just not no. Not in the way that it was. There's a lot of manufacturing. There's a lot of manufacturing in this area. A lot of manufacturing. And a lot of a lot of places that can't fill jobs in manufacturing. You know, and it has nothing to do with um, yeah, they just, it's, it's just a different, it's a different time and place. I mean, Wisconsin's still a heavy manufacturing, uh, state and La Crosse has got a ton of manufacturing going on. People don't recognize just how much it is. And you can go, uh, check out SNS cycle. And by the way, if you want to work there, they're hiring. <laughs> so, uh, there's, there's lots of manufacturing, but we're not going to go back to being a factory town. And there, frankly, there are positives of having a diverse economy that involves tourism. A diverse economy that involves tourism and, you know, yeah, heavy reliance on healthcare, frankly. That actually is also not bad. And the problem with having a heavy manufacturing base in an economy is that when you have a recession, which you inevitably do 
you inevitably have recessions. I know we haven't had one for 10 years, but you inevitably have recessions. And in those inevitable recessions, it is manufacturing that gets hit the hardest. So if you have a diverse economy that is not heavily reliant on manufacturing, heavy or otherwise, you uh, you have you wind up having a, a better time of a better time of recession. You wind up not thinking as far uh, into misery during uh, during especially the brutal recession ten years ago. I know it, for those of you who lost your jobs and didn't have jobs during the last recession and wound up being unemployed for a long period of time. I know it didn't seem this way, but you were actually doing the, the in general, I'm going off topic here, but in general, we were doing much better than many other parts of the upper Midwest, primarily because of the diversification in the economy. All right, 608 785 if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785 Uh Lister says... Um, Talking about a caller that took exception that the voters didn't know what they were voting for, and it turns out he had no idea what the Pratt tax involved. I think a lot of people didn't really, nor have they had any real knowledge of it for the last four years. Uh, does With the record turnout yesterday, does that mean the voter ID isn't an issue anymore? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I think... Um, I think the voter ID probably was never going to be that huge of an issue, maybe? It just was, it, it was thought to be as much. And we don't know who, who has not been, who has been disenfranchised, by the way. So we're not, we're not entirely sure, but absolutely. Yeah, turnout was enormous. People were, and you know what that was? That, what that was, was, was uh, in general, that was people being better informed. And that was more more folks out there uh, uh, registering voters and and informing them, educating them about what they needed to go to the polls. My my daughter moved to uh, Minneapolis uh, last uh, in August, and um, and she's you know nineteen. And one of the things that was important to her, one of the things that was a priority for her, was voting. And so she took the time to educate herself on what she needed to make sure that she was registered to vote in time for this election. And she did, and she voted, and I'm sure it was pretty empowering for her. But the point is, is that there's more, there's um, more, I think, more awareness of, of what is needed in order to make that happen. Okay. What, Luke, what is this? We got voting number? Okay. Let's go to Luke. Luke, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey. Hey. Uh, how you doing, Mitch? Good. Thank um, you. Last time I talked to you, I think I was talking about uh, the Badgers and football. So, okay. You know, whatever I need to call in about, sure. I guess. No. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so you think that it's people being more knowledgeable? Is that what I heard? More knowledgeable? I don't know that I think it is. I remember, do you remember that movie, The American President? Yeah, sure. Loved that movie. Yeah. Loved that movie. Loved it because of the speech. I am Andrew Shepard and I am the president. But one of the things. Wait, was that Michael? Is, was that was that Michael Douglas? Yes. Okay. And uh, what's her name? Anne. Uh, Annette Benning. Annette Benning. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank Good you. Good flick. Good flick. He's talking about this Republican guy that's running against him. And the parties don't really matter in that case. But he says uh, winning an election is about two things making you afraid of it and telling you who's to blame for it. And, yeah. you know, that seems to be pretty clearly that was the rights playbook with this caravan running up to the election. I feel like Trump is the thing people are afraid of and the thing they are to blame, that, you know, he's to blame for it as well. Hmm. And so I think he single handedly has energized both halves, both sides of the aisle. And I think, you know, it'll continue to be that way because he was like, quote unquote, on the ballot in 2018. He will literally 
be on the ballot in 2020. So I kind of expect historic turnout numbers. But um, I am just jumping in here, Mitch. Did you happen to see, I don't know where you guys were, but I was wondering this morning, like, how much turnout was there? You know, I heard historic numbers in, in Texas and some other places. So I, like, just went onto the Wisconsin Election Board site and yep. dug out the numbers. And I was stunned to see that we went from the midterm in 2010, 2.16 million votes in Wisconsin. I should say my we is a Wisconsin we. I know you guys are right over on the line. Sure. And this year, 2.67, or hmm. 1, 2.16 to 2.6, <laughs> half a million extra voters. That's a lot. In the, in the, yeah. Yeah, I that's mean, a lot. Not quite 25% right. over yep. two cycles. Yep. Yeah. In the meantime, when you frame that, the election of 08, presidential election, right? Always more in a presidential election, just shy of 3 million. Um, 2012, just over 3 million. And then 2016, back under mm-hmm. 3 million. Mm-hmm. So you see, the, you see the participation go down mm-hmm. in 2016. In the meantime, in these midterms, it's just skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2020, but I think, I think Trump kind of disenfranchised Republicans in, in 2016. But, you know, he won anyway. And then now I think he motivates them. And I'm wondering, you know, when we get back to why, uh, again, why the turnout and whether uh, voter ID was an issue uh, in Wisconsin when, you know, before it seemed like it was going to be a big thing. Now, not necessarily not necessarily a big thing. More people educating themselves or getting educated. Was it because we obviously we heard from groups that were involved in this election specifically because of Donald Trump. But they were they were going and they were finding new voters and they were finding young voters and they were finding occasional voters and they were getting them getting them energized and getting them educated about voting. So it really is just a it's a filtering down process, right? Of of you know you have something like a Donald Trump and that Donald Trump spawns more activism, which spawns more recruitment of potential voters, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I agree. Right. I, like when you talk about the suppression stuff. Like, you see, th- hear things like North Dakota where, like, they make a rule where the ID has to have an address, and there's a whole bunch of tribes or one tribe that doesn't have an ID or an address on their ID. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable. And you hear, like, rotor, uh, roles getting purged and that sort of thing. But, like, the deterrence of just not having enough places, making it a little inconvenient, anybody that knows they're going to vote more before the day of might go out of their way to take care of those things. What it deters is the people that are on the fence about voting and might just mm, walk yep. up to a polling station and vote on that day if there's something standing in their way they don't. So Correct. to the extent that they're energized enough to be prepared and able to vote, yeah, I think that was totally different this year in a lot of senses. I had I had that happen when I went to the, the polls yesterday. The lady in front of me was like, oh, uh, they couldn't find her name on the list. And she was like, oh, and he's like, oh, you can just go register over there. And she's like, oh, okay, no big deal. And then she, you know, Minnesota, you can do that. I don't, can you, you can do that in Wisconsin too, right? Yeah, but right. like other states, you can't just, oh, go register over there. Yeah, okay. Right. Nobody yeah. Does. So if, if that was the situation, if for whatever reason you weren't on the, on the rolls, that that would be something that, again, would it would just be enough to keep you from voting during that day, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Unless you plan to do it in advance and you're like, I yeah, care sure. enough about this to look online or whatever. Right. And, and this and, is know. the thing is that there was, I think there, because there was this concern that that would be something that we would be continually seeing because of new voter ID requirements and that type of thing. I think that that's why we had groups like next gen America moving into Wisconsin and really reaching out to, again, these new voter groups or these younger voter groups or occasional voter groups 
and finding them and and educating them and getting them pledged to go do the things that uh, they needed to do to get registered to vote and then eventually to vote. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, you think of it, you shouldn't, I mean, in theory, right, this shouldn't be a partisan thing, right? You know, the idea that you say generically go out and vote should be a nonpartisan thing. But as we know, uh, that is a kind of a partisan thing. And the reason why is most new voters um, are people that tend to identify with democratic things. Absolutely. And so yep. one party tries to restrict them just because, generally speaking, they go against, uh, right. you know, they're one-sided, let's say. And so... Um, so when you do this sort of disenfranchising, sort of make it hard stuff, it's it shouldn't be political. But, sorry, I lost my train of thought. That what I meant to say was, on the one hand, I really kind of identify with Republicans in the idea that yeah, if we're going to care about election security, we should make sure you're legal to vote. But I really get torn with the idea of if it's a deterrent to people that can vote to make sure people that shouldn't vote vote. Where do you land on that line? I think that's a hard thing. I think it's it's political, but I also think that the left or the right has as good of a case as the left. I don't know where you guys stand on that. All right. And well, well unfortunately, we can't get to that tonight, but I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Uh, this is Lacrosse Talk on Lacrosse Talk PM on Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. Thanks so much for all of your input. My sincere apologies to Jennifer Schilling. I wasn't able to get her in for an interview tonight, but we'll try to reschedule sometime in the future. Thanks to my love to Anna for Rick Solom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.